ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 109 of the Talk Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We got a lot to get into, ladies and gentlemen. NXT, AEW, EC3, Money in the Bank preview. A lot to stick with your boy. So, you can find me at linktr.ee slash too sweet pod. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to waste any more time. I, the link is where you can find all my listens for this podcast on Twitter at Two Sweet Pot and at OMG Corey B as well. So we are gonna hop into a couple of segments, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first of all, the soapbox I posted on Twitter got some in sports that grinds your gears. Where the soapbox segment is for you, comment anything that you have a problem with, and you will be featured on next episode. So we got a response from MS at MSE Pro Wrestling. They said in sports, I really, really don't like it when people uh, spend the majority of a baseball game doing anything but watching baseball. And don't get me started at people who leave early to beat the traffic. Like, oh my goodness, that is a worldwide sports thing for me. I cannot stand watching basketball, watching somebody that has courtside seats. Like you do anything on their phones, uh, looking at something else. Like you have courtside seats, watch the game. I kill for courtside seats. So man, I feel your pain on that one. And the fans that beat the traffic, they are just not true fans, man. I feel your pain on that one as well. So that is the response for the soapbox segment this week. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we have the laughs of the week news segment this week. And first up for the laughs of the week, we have the Oscar Anaya Jackson Shayna segment uh, from Monday Night Raw. And it was hilarious. Oscar talking her talk. And Nia Jackson, a rare moment, giving me entertainment. Like this has been the only time that I've been legitimately entertained by Nia Jax. Oscar and Shayna Baszler are going at it. And Nia Jax has this look where she just realizes the jig is up. And Oscar and Shayna just nails her and knocks her out of the ring. The look she had on her face was just hilarious, man. So moving on to the next part of the last laughs of the week. Excuse me. The North segment on Impact Wrestling. This was great. And we're going to look at it right now. This was hilarious, man. It was the North uh, versus the Creeps. We had a segment. They were supposed to face the best in Canada. And the entrance and the interaction with the fans just was hilarious. The entire thing was great. Of course, they beat the Creeps. And this was just in, in these times, in these trying tough times that we have with wrestling. This was a hilarious segment. Well done. Well done freaking done 
I absolutely loved it. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had The Undertaker. He roasted Booker T. So we're going to take a look at 10 seconds of that. Book, my goodness, man. If anyone needs to be roasted, it's your ass. <laughs> And look, man, this was just great. He talked about a Red Bull story. Talked about how Booker T made him do the spin a Rooney once. And just great, man. Just also strange to see the Undertaker not in character, but he's easing out of that uh, more and more as we go on. So that was absolutely great. Moving on to the last topic, Sammy Guevara, man. I'm watching AEW and... <laughs> We have the street fighting. Poor old Sammy Guevara is just running for his life, man. And he's getting chased down in a golf court by Matt Hardy. And he gets nailed. Nailed. Absolutely nailed with that golf cart, man. Poor Sammy Guevara. That was he, Larry. Yes. So those are your laughs of the week. We are going to move on, ladies and gentlemen, into the Money in the Bank preview sh uh, predictions. Excuse me. So, first up, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to waste any time with it. We have the men's Money in the Bank matchup. Uh, we, this is going to be going going simultaneously on with the women's Money in the Bank matchup at the same time. And I, It sounds like a cluster, but you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. We're going to look at who's going to win. And you know what? We're going to do the process of elimination. I don't think Rey Mysterio is winning. I don't think King Corbin is winning. I got Otis out, so that leaves me down to Daniel Bryan versus Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. I know this is going to be a phenomenal match, well, phenomenal two matches. At the end of the day, I don't necessarily think AJ Styles is going to come right back and win the money in the bank. So, you know what? I am going to go way out on the limb and say it, and will say that Alistair freaking Black will win the money in the bank. That would make me so entirely happy that I hope it happens this Sunday. I'm going to pick him to win the men's money in the bank. Should be a great two matches. And speaking of those two matches, we have the women's money in the bank. Oscar versus Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Daniel Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Uh, looking at the process of elimination here, I don't think Dana Brooke is winning here. I got Carmella. Hey, I don't see her winning. Uh, so, we have a lot more believable choices here in my estimation. That leaves Oscar, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Lacey Evans. I'm going to say Oscar and Shayna Baszler is out that because they just got destroyed by Becky Lynch. Oscar got destroyed and Shayna Baszler tapped out. I don't see her coming straight back and getting the money in the bank briefcase. So, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to piss a lot of people off. But at the end of the day, Nia Jax is going to win this women's money in the bank. I got bad news. I am way barren today. I've got some bad news. Nia Jax will be your winner. She will climb up that ladder and grab the briefcase. Moving on to WWE Championship matchup. Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Uh, this was a feud that kind of came out of nowhere. But nevertheless, they've, been, they've done a great job with it. And it has been a good build as we head into Money in the Bank. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, it should be an awesome matchup uh, for the result here. Look, there's no way Drew McIntyre is losing here. Like, you just won it at WrestleMania. 
Uh, they're going to have an awesome matchup. Will it end cleanly? I'm not entirely sure on that one because this seems like a feud that will move on going forward. Drew McIntyre picks up the win here, however, and retains the WWE Championship. Speaking of championships, we have Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. I really felt that once this match was made, once this feud started, I said WWE has booked themselves into a corner. Like, you don't want Bray Wyatt losing, and I understand that they may feel like they have a out here that it's, hey, it's not The Fiend, it's Bray Wyatt, and I don't really buy that one myself. It's Bray Wyatt, it's The Fiend, they're one of the same. That's the way I look at it. Looking at the match, uh, it should be an, it, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Will it be good? I'm not entirely sure. I know Bray Wyatt can go in the ring. Braun Strowman can be a lot, a little hit or miss, but Braun Strowman, I think, will pick up the victory here. Bray Wyatt will lose, and like, I don't like it, man. I don't like Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, or whomever you're calling him these days, taking a loss here, but he will, as Braun Strowman will pick up the victory. Moving on, we have Bailey versus Tamina. I thought that in these uh, few weeks or whatnot that Tamina has been displayed, uh, they've built her up more than she has been built up in her entire WWE career. You know what? I am starting to like Tamina just a tad. And you know what? That is a step in the right direction. Uh, the Bailey title run, I don't want to say it has gotten stale, but it can use a real shot in the arm. I'm hoping that this is going to be a good match. We shall see. But obviously, I think the long-term plan here is Bailey versus Sasha at SummerSlam. So Bailey will retain the championship here. Next up and last, ladies and gentlemen, we have the New Day versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Miz and John Morrison versus the House Party. I don't understand why this is a four-way matchup. The Forgotten Sons have picked up the victories over the New Day and the Miz and John Morrison. They should have a singles title shot with the New Day. But it is what it is. This is going to be a phenomenal matchup. Another multi-man matchup. Uh, this is a tough pick here. The Lucha House Party is clearly out. They're not winning. But the Forgotten Sons have a good case here. I'm not the biggest fans of them, but they look legit. Uh, but your winners will be the New Day. I think they retain the titles here. Overall, man, I think Money in the Bank is normally one of the pay-per-views that I really extremely look forward to. One of them, one of the pay-per-views that's not one of the big four. So I'm looking forward to this win. Uh, the the fact that we will have two Money in the Bank matchups going at the same time, I have no earthly idea how that's going to work out. Like, like I previously said, somebody's not going to get shine here. Like, we have 12 people, and will all 12 of those people get the proper shine that they deserve? I'm not sure. I don't think so, unless we have a 40-minute affair here. I'm, I don't think it's going to happen here. But we'll see how it all turns out. We'll see how the pay-per-view turns out, ladies and gentlemen. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We had a very interesting Twitter video to come out, and it came from EC3. We're going to take a look at that right now. Define workhorses. Dependable. Steady. Reliable. Define teamwork. Putting an objective over the accomplishment of the individual. Define tag teams. Two. Singularities. One vision. 
boots, trunks, fists, no flips, the classics never die. Masters of the lost art applying complicated formulas executed to precision. In an industry where respect of your peers, studying your craft, painting in-ring masterpiece brings you nothing but ire and resentment, you rise above FTW, no, 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 FTR. Fear, the revolt. Your names are Dax and Cash, and you've been warned. Man, how about that? I'm seeing all of these EC3 videos, and you know what? He's doing a great job in them. And in this one, he talks about the revolt, formerly known as the revival. And man, I gotta say, that was greatly done. He put them over. He said, "Fear the revolt." And that got me asking all kind of questions. First of all, as I've been asking, how did WWE blow it with EC3 so badly, man? The guy can talk. I watched him come up from nothing in Impact Wrestling. The guy is great. He holds your attention when he talks. He is phenomenal. Second of all, he's repackaged himself really well, man. Just greatly done. But as it pertains to the revolt, like, is this a package deal we're getting with the Revolt and EC3? Like, is EC3 gonna be a mouthpiece? Are they gonna be a stable? This has me asking all kinds of questions, man. Look, originally, when I was gonna talk about the Revolt on this podcast, it was gonna be about the Chris Jericho interview. But you know what? I saw that EC3 uh, video on Twitter, and I said, you know what? Let's scrap this. This has my attention. This is the big thing right now because I am very interested to see where these guys go. And it seems like they are all going to the same place, whether that be AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan. I am not sure. Your guess is as good as mine's NWA, Ring of Honor. I do not know, but I am very interested to see how it turns out, ladies and gentlemen. As we move on, WWE ratings. Like... They had the lowest all raw, excuse me, had the lowest all time rating. Like, it, it, it was the lowest all time. Like, that is bad, man. Raw, look, it no longer feels like the A show. And by the A show, I mean between Raw and SmackDown. Raw was picking up a lot of steam, man. And it was picking up a lot of steam because they were focusing a little bit more on wrestling. And now they've kind of strayed away from that. And now we got a lot of matches on Raw that don't feel important. We have matches with Selena Vega's stable, the Vega Boys. And it's matches of them losing. And there's not a whole lot of importance going, importance uh, being displayed as it pertains to WWE Raw. And people are tuning out, man. It's three hours. If you don't make it feel important, people are going to tune out. And here's the thing I worry about, man. I think that... WWE is going to panic, it's gonna, and as always, they're going to bring an old guy back. Let's bring back somebody old to pop Raiders. Where's Steve Austin at? Let's try to find The Rock. Let's try to find Hogan. And, like, that is just not the long-term answer, man. You're putting a Band-Aid on a gash, and they have to address the fact that, you know what, they need to do better. And Vince McMahon has blamed it on a lot of stuff and said that, well, Brock Lesnar isn't there. Like, no, man, just stick to a formula. Get a formula and stick to it. Let it be wrestling heavy for once, and maybe the ratings will pick back up, man. 
And I know a lot, a lot of people say, well, the ratings aren't important. And look, man, I understand the ratings aren't what they used to be, but at the end of the day, they got the lowest all-time rating. You know how many times Raw has been preempted for dog shows and still didn't pull that rating? Like, this is bad, and it is important in my estimation. Moving on to something else that's important, Becky Lynch. I'm now calling her Becky Lesnar. She's going to be there next week and confront the Money in the Bank winner on Raw. Maybe WWE has given away who's going to win. I don't know. But look, man, at the end of the day, like, where has Becky been, man? Like, her title reign was already starting to fizzle. And now it doesn't feel important at all to me. Like, she's going to confront now the people or the person who wins like and so, so what like it doesn't feel important Becky has been in, in my IA the whole month and like I just cannot get with her and her title reign I wish her the best I will see how it turns out next Monday but at the end of the day I'm just not excited for her so moving on ladies and gentlemen we're going to move on into something that I am partially excited about it is the impact number one contendership tournament and i gotta say that this is very interesting ladies and gentlemen ah uh, at the end of the day you know what man and i know i say at the end of the day a lot here man i'm gonna impact this doing something but we look at the matchups we have rohit Raju versus trey uh sammy callahan versus elgin fulton versus hernandez shamrock versus Rhino, and I gotta say that the two people that I thought would be in in the front for the Impact World Championship in a tournament like this, they're facing off in the first round, Sammy Callahan and Michael Elgin, and like, I gotta say that this is a bad draw in my estimation, looking at the rest of the tournament, I think Trey picks up the win over Raheep Raju, Shamrock picks up the win over Rhino, Fulton moves on, and at the end of the day, I think it's gonna be Sammy Callahan versus Ken Shamrock again in the rematch where it needs to be Sammy Callahan versus Michael Elgin. Although that's okay, you know what? One of them is gonna be on the outs. Maybe the person that loses is gonna eventually get a title shot. Michael Elgin is very deserving. But you know what? You can't have Sammy Callahan lose to Ken Shamrock and then lose in the first round of this tournament. So I think Sammy Callahan will pick up the victory. I think he will go on to win this tournament and he will go on to face Tessa Blanchard and I have him beating Tessa Blanchard in that match up. So it'll be interesting to, to see how it turns out. The matches are going to be obviously very good. So we'll see how this all turns out moving forward. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move on into some AEW and uh, AEW and NXT. We're going to look at some of the highlights here, not necessarily everything. It was a crazy absolutely crazy uh two shows last night man a crazy wednesday man that i absolutely loved so we started uh with we're gonna start with aew excuse me we had janella and cody rhodes and this was an excellent opener. I got to say that AEW does such a great job when, when the result is obvious. Sometimes uh, they make the person that's losing look really good. In this case, Cody versus Joey Janela. Look, we know Cody is in the finals of the TV tournament, TV title tournament. 
and he's gonna win here. But they made Joey Janela look good. It was a competitive matchup. I really appreciate that. At the end of the day, obviously Cody Rhodes picks up the victory, and I'm totally fine up with that because they made Joey Janela look really good. Moving on to, to to some other highlights here. MJF, man, he's gonna be back in action next week. He cut a killer promo, man. Talked about how he's a 24-year-old man and went at the people that's always hating on him and always comparing him to the great. This guy is the future for AEW. And I got to say that, you know what? He has a match against Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing. I really feel like that came out of nowhere. Like, I really wish we would have built up to that. But you know what? It is what it is. We have, we still have some time to build that match as we head into Double or Nothing. Looking at another matchup, ladies and gentlemen, we have the world champion back on TV, John Moxley versus Kazarian. And I got to say, this is another case where the result was obvious, but they made a person that's been on the roster for or since day one look really good here. Kazarian looked really good here. I enjoyed the hell out of this match, man. It was done really well. Moxley picks up the victory here, but that was not all. Ladies and gentlemen, we had the Dark Order come down and they laid a beat down on John Moxley. And I got to say, it was well done. We got Brody Lee to come out, and he cut a great promo on John Moxley. What was WWE thinking not giving this guy the mic more? Like, I don't get it. Talk about how John Moxley was a scared boy from Cincinnati. Is he a scared boy from Cincinnati? Uh, he said that he wanted a title shot, and you know what? John Moxley obliged, and he gave him his title shot. I cannot wait to see how Brody Lee versus John Moxley builds up. This is going to be awesome. I hyped for it. This is a great feud. The Dark Order looks legit because Brody Lee is legit. That was the problem all along. They didn't have anybody who was legit in the Dark Order. Brody Lee looks legit. He looks intimidating and he can talk on the mic and I cannot wait for this match at Double or Nothing. Moving on, we had Lance Archer in a match with QT Marshall. Didn't exactly kill him, but he picked up the victory here. This was not the story of the matchup. Jake Roberts, man. Our Brandy was at ringside, and you know what? Brandy caught a DDT, and she was rolled into the ring, and Jake's, Jake pulled out the snake, and we had an old-school 90s Jake's the snake moment here. He pulls out the snake, and it got a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie, but good uncomfortable in a way that, you know what? It built up some sympathy for Brandy Rhodes, for Cody Rhodes, and you know what? Jake the snake, man, looks like a dastardly heel. Well done, AEW. I loved it. Moving on to the main event, ladies and gentlemen, we had Omega and Matt Hardy versus Sammy, and Sammy Guevara and Chris Joko in the street fight. I love the blue pants attire that I saw. Uh, we had some six spots in this match, man. It spilled to the backstage area. Uh, Kenny Omega had a sick moonsault off of the lift. Uh, we had, like I mentioned earlier, Sammy Guevara running away from the golf cart but at the end of the day Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho picks up the victory here that's how we would close the show an absolutely awesome street fight that I love ladies and gentlemen job well done AEW I love the show last night moving on to some of the highlights from NXT we had Johnny Gargano with the new theme it doesn't slap like our rebel heart 
I don't like it all that much, but you know what? It's gonna take some getting used to. Faced off with Dominique Dijakovic, we had many near falls and what was an excellent opener. Uh, at the end of the day, and I know I say at the end of the day a lot, Johnny Gargano picks up the win with the Springboard DDT here. And you know what? I'm very interested in heel Johnny Gargano with heel Candice LeRae. And speaking, speaking of pairings that I'm interested in, man, Killer Cross, uh, Carry On Cross, excuse me, and Scarlet Bordeaux, they had what is in the front running of entrance of the year and it was so absolutely well done ladies and gentlemen i loved every second of it the entrance the thing was well done they came across looking like stars here legitimate top of the nxt card stars this was absolutely well done and carry on Cross picked up the victory in the squash match. I still can't get over the name Carry On Cross, uh, but it looked good. It was absolutely well done. And speaking of things I can't get over, Charlotte freaking Flair. Charlotte freaking Flair. Like she, she was, she was head up versus Io Shirai. This was supposed to be a dream match, and you knew the action would be greatly done. And the action was great. I loved it. Uh, at the end of the day, man, like. A kendo stick? Really? That's how we're going to end the match here? Like, that's, that wasn't the opportune result that people were looking for. We had Charlotte laying the beat down on Io Shirai, and Rhea Ripley comes back. She makes the save, and then she gets into it with Io Shirai. And, like, and as we come off from break, Rhea Ripley is talking about how she wants a piece of Charlotte. Like, no, you tapped out. You got to get to the back of the line, sister. Ah, this is Io's time. So we had a good backstage brawl with Rhea and Io. Like, we could have had Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai if they would have just had, I don't know, Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Like, Charlotte Flair is not needed here. I cannot stress that enough, man. The, the NXT Women's Division does not need Charlotte Flair. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We had Cameron Grimes, and he quickly beat Denzel Dejeuner, and he started talking about he was going to slap Finn Balor in the face. This butt down Finn Balor, he laid the beat down on Cameron Grimes, and you know what? He said earlier that, you know what, the person that attacked him, uh, they were looking for a push. They're not going to get a push. They're going to get squashed. So I'm interested to see how that storyline plays out. We're going to get Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes next week. That should be a phenomenal matchup. Maybe the person that attacks Finn Balor will show up next week. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Moving on to the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, we had Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. This was a high-paced match move early on. It was a phenomenal match, but... We had Dexter Loomis appear out of nowhere, and while he fought off the Undisputed Era, we had the bump where the ref goes out, Velveteen Dream has the match won, there's no ref to count. Like, I didn't like the interference overall, that's just me, I know they wanted to, to protect Velveteen Dream, but uh, Adam Cole picks up the victory here, I didn't like the, the interference, like I thought it took away from the match, it took away from the ending. But Adam Cole picks up the win. We should see a rematch uh, between Cole and Dream due to the interference. So that is it. That's the highlights that I'm going to look at from NXT from AEW. It was an absolutely wild night, man. Like, 